Blog Talk Radio. Do you suffer from chronic CFED or can't focus energy drain? Try over-the-counter Vibrant. One tablet contains the same caffeine as a cup of coffee, but without the calories or coffee breath. Vibrant. Caffeine, not coffee. Taking Vibrant may result in a lack of drowsiness, improved productivity, and better cash flow from decreased coffee spending. Unexpected job promotions have been associated with Vibrant. Vibrant may decrease the urge to zone out, doze off, or exhibit signs of flacking. All jokes aside, always read the label, take only as directed, and limit caffeine as it may cause real side effects. Not for children under age 12. Blog Talk Radio. Do you mind if I testify and tell you of the goodness of my Lord? Share some of what He's done for me. How he's opened up so many doors You may look at me from the outside And think I got here on my own But there's no way that you could ever know How much grace and mercy I've been shown Oh, if you look into my eyes, you see Life has tried to get the best of me I know the giver of life personally He's the reason that I sing His name Jesus And He loves me And I know this Cause He died for me And He rescued me There's no greater I know this, cause he said it to me when he left. 
Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything that you have done, everything that you're doing, and everything that you're showing us, Lord Father, through your word. Father, we thank you so much for the greatest gift that you have given us, Lord. You have shown and proved to us no greater love than that you are love. Father, we thank you for everything. We thank you this morning, Lord God, because you woke us up this morning, Lord, as you only know how. We thank you, Lord Father, because without you, we're nothing, Lord God. And you show the, the, the greatest thing that we can ever experience is your son. Father, we ask that you please continue to forgive us, Lord, for our sins. Forgive us, Lord, because sometimes we don't show or display the love that you have given us. Father, we ask your forgiveness, Lord Father, when we don't line up with your will, Lord God. We ask that you allow your word and your spirit to walk through us through all truths, that we may truly know who you are, Lord Father, and have the mind of Christ. Father, we thank you for your son, your dear son, Lord Father, who we are translating into the his kingdom, Lord Father. Father, we thank you because your word has cleansed us and has truly given us liberty, Lord God. Father, no one can show us the love that you show us, Lord God. No one can give no one can give us what you give us, God. And we ask, Lord Father, that you allow us to continue to be your people. Show us your will, Lord Father. Allow us to study to show ourselves approved, Lord Father, that we may be considered a workman, Lord Father, a servant of yours, God. Father, we bless you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and that we may forever abide in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, and amen. Welcome to Sunday Morning Kingdom. I'm your host, um, Pastor Mark Fields, and I just want to thank you and and ask that you sit back, relax, take notes. I, I was watching um, the Collateral Damage, think Collateral Beauty movie yesterday, um, and it was, it was something that was in particular that stood out to me. Um, I got my sons joining me today. They're going to read scriptures for you. Um, they're going to uh, we're going to read scriptures about love. And and I I knew the Bible was about love, and I knew it from the beginning when I started studying the Kingdom of God and realized what God was absolutely giving us. I knew exactly what it was about, but it, the depth sometimes people miss. They miss the kingdom of God, and they miss what God is doing, what what he's done. I mean, they, they, they miss the whole purpose of it, because I realize how many messages that we have today that strip the love right out of us. In Colossians chapter 1, verse 13, it says, Who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son? You know, when I read that scripture, and I continue to read, we're going to read more in Colossians but it's just amazing. And the amazing thing that I heard yesterday, um, the amazing thing that I heard while I was uh, watching um, Collateral Beauty was, was I heard this. Love is in all aspects of life, all of it. And love is in pain. Love is in death. Love is in sadness, sickness, happiness, loss, grief. Love is in everything. And as she was beginning to explain to him how when you were in pain, love was there. And then I reflect on, on the scriptures with John when the Bible says that God is love. 
So y'all know how I do it. I, I flip everything, and I, I like to see how everything relates to the kingdom of God or how it doesn't relate to the kingdom of God. And I thought, wow, love is in death. When someone dies, although it may make you feel sad, love is there. Because you're sad proves to me that love is there. Or even if you have someone that, that maybe you experienced a breakup or a divorce or something like that, you're upset because love is there. Um, um, if you're, you're, you're in pain, love is there. Sickness, love is there. Happiness, love is there. And, and I, I know we preached and ministered about love before, but when I began to see it in that aspect, I, I just began to get this sense of peace and this, it's like, wow, so no matter what I go through, God is going to be with me. That's an amazing thought to me. But see, if you can see the love in those things, see, see, I put it this way, if you go through a separation or a divorce or something like that, what ends up happening is you get angry. You you get you get angry because you get angry because you 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 know that the love is there and you just you you hate that it's the end of a thing. You you hate that it's the end. So so the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm drifting because now I'm thinking about God. I heard that one thing and I'm thinking about God now. So it was like, wow, God. I get this thing. I understand how in all the pain that we feel, in all the things that we go through, in all aspects of our life, that you are yet still with us. Not only just with us, like the, the scripture says in First uh, uh, Colossians chapter 1 and 13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Which, by the way, is one and the same thing. They're, they're not separate. Jesus had a mandate. He had a purpose that he had to complete, like we read in Luke uh, uh, 4.43, that his purpose was to, uh, to to preach the kingdom of God to other cities, um, and that's why he was sent. But then when you understand also in Revelations that Jesus still has a mission. Jesus hasn't finished his mission. Jesus hadn't finished his mission until the final victory, and he delivers the kingdom of God or his kingdom to, to his father. This is some good stuff. Because when I start to continue to think about love, I begin to start thinking about a whole lot of things and, and, and how uh, God loves us to the point that he, he allowed his son to, to die for us, that he gave his son because he loves us so much. That that's awesome to me that that God saw while we were still his enemy. You gotta remember the scripture talks about us being sinners, that means we're an enemy, we were an enemy of God. While we are still an enemy of God, God didn't want us to be enemies. God wanted us to be his, his children. He wanted us back. So what did he do? God gave his son. His only begotten son, so that we may become sons. And daughters of Christ. That to me is just really good. Um, and and here's here's a scripture. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as as yourself. 
that scripture's in Matthew. That that scripture is talking about love. It says, "Honor your father and mother as you love yourself." Now, when you think about honoring someone, this is not talking about uh, uh, um, this is not talking about that 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 honor that we want to get uh, basically for ourselves. That's not getting that honor. It's getting the honor that says you shall love your God. You shall love God with all of your heart. But when it comes to honoring your mother and your father, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. It, it, when you when you do those things, you have this God kind of love. This is not just a love like we have deemed love to be or not be based on how I feel. This love does not have a feeling attached to it. You see what I'm talking about? This love does not have a feeling attached to it. It doesn't matter about what someone did to you or anything else because guess what? This kind of love doesn't have a feeling. Now watch what I'm going to tell you. Let me tell you what, I, what, I'm, what I'm going with that. We feel that because someone doesn't love us anymore that the love stops. Love doesn't stop. We stop. Love doesn't stop. And the Bible tells us that love doesn't stop. Love doesn't cease. We cease. But when we begin to sit there and talk about love, you look at the phileo type of love, which has a a, a happiness content to it because it responds to a kindness or appreciation or love. The Bible talks about love your enemies. Now, is there any appreciation that you can have for your enemies because you, the Bible tells you to love them? No, because that's coming out of a different type of love. That's that agape love. But that phileo love is talking about a, 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 a likeness, a, a brotherly love like Philadelphia, brotherly love. And, and it, it talks about those things. And when we begin to see uh, those uh, types of love in the Bible, we sometimes think that God's love is exactly in one and the same. But even if you understand the scripture where it says that God doesn't want anyone to perish, there is love in that because guess what? It's not God that's, that's, a, that's making us perish. It's us making ourselves perish because we don't choose God. God is not slacking his promises, Second Peter chapter uh, 3, verse 9. It says, God is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but to everyone to come to repentance. When you repent, you show a love. When you repent, you show a, a lack of love for yourself and a real love for God. Now, you ready with the scripture? You, you, you show a... You show a, a lack of love for your your yourself, as in when Jesus told the uh, um, beware of the scribes and Pharisees because they love, give it a word again, they love um, to um, they love to go into marketplaces and they love to go into marketplaces and 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 love people to 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 call their name and and that's that hierarchy of love that man has established. In, in 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 lieu of God's love, you know, there are some misconceptions about love as well. You know, there are people that minister to this 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 type of love, and and has other people believing that this is God's love. 
This is God's love. It says, um, the love that shows lust, the love that shows pride, the love that shows selfishness, the love that shows greed, hate, or lust, or, or any of those things, and I'm going to tell you how they do it. Because when you think about love and the love that God has and the love that some people preach, they you can't see that type of love in it. That means they'll preach that the church is supposed to take over territories, um, the church, that, that, that the kingdom of God is in the hierarchy of man or, 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 or pope or anything like that, that that's the kingdom of God. Or the kingdom of God is, 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 is man prosperous and, and, and full of, of, of lavish things because God loves them. Uh, um, it talks about how or they talk about how they're supposed to name things and claim things or they're supposed to steal or rob from someone else because you agreed to pay a debt to someone and, and then now you want to renege on the debt for whatever reason because you don't have the money and you want God to bail you out. I don't see love in those concepts even though we hear people preaching about those things. We hear people preaching about we're supposed to take over territories. We hear people preaching about being prosperous and prosperity gospels. We hear people talking about uh, God is going to cancel your debts and he's a mi- miraculous debt cancellation person or or you get in trouble and in the courtroom uh, he, he's going to get you out of this mess because I don't hear love in that. I, I don't hear love. I hear pride. I hear ego. I hear selfishness. I hear uh, greed. I hear theft. But I don't hear love. I don't hear love. Scripture. And you shall love the Lord your God out of and with your whole heart and out of and with all your soul, your life and out of and out of and with all your mind, your faculty of thought and your moral understanding and out of and with all your strength. This is the first principle commandment. Mark thirty one. The second is like it, and this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Mark 32. And the scribe said to him, Excellently and fitly and admirably and swirled, Teacher, you have said truly that he is one and there is no other but him. He was telling them that there is nothing else that there is. Because the commandments that they were questioning God on was, which is the greatest commandment? And he said, love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then he said, the second one like the first. And the second one, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than those. Why? Because they're based in love and they're absent of you. Oh, you got to see that. They're absent of you. See, we've been taught to go about our day trying to find out or what other people can do for us. We don't look at love as, as something that we're supposed to give. We look at it as something somebody else is supposed to give to us, and then if they give it to us, we're supposed to give it back to them. That's not love. Well, that is a type of love. But that is the, the, the that's the, 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 in the Greek, that's the love where it has attachments to it. 
because there are five different, uh, um, we're not going to go into all of them, but there are five different translations of love. I've heard translations of love being preached and being ministered. I've heard all those things, but if you look at the Bible and understand that even Eros love is not found in the New Testament. Eros love is that erotic love, like in uh, um, love that has a passion, uh, 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 love that has an emotional involvement based on body chemistry. Eros is directed toward another. It actually has self in mind. I'm not saying this. I love you because you make me feel good. I love you because you make me happy. That's that type of love. But then we got another love. You got this this love that 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 God shows. You got this love that only can come from God. And you got this love that Jesus is describing and saying that it's you loving God and you loving your neighbor beyond yourself. Beyond yourself. But we're not taught that type of love. I've heard it preached in churches, the type of love where you, you even pay your tithes and God's going to give you something because you're doing this thing. That's the type of love that I hear emitting from the church because it's all involved around self. Now let's go to the scripture, Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Now we're going to read it out of context, and we're going to read it in context. But the reason why I'm reading it out of context, because this is, I wanted to show you where the disturbing uh, um, concept or ideologies come from. It says, give and it will be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. People have talked about this type of giving. Now, giving is love. Oh, my God, you got to see this. Giving is love. But what they're talking about here is forgiveness, which always is rooted in love. Here's the in-context scripture. It says, verse Luke uh, uh, 6, 36 through 42. It says, be merciful, even as your father is merciful. Judge not. And you will not be judged Condemn not And you will not be condemned Forgive and you'll be forgiven Give and it will be given to you Good measure Pressed down, shaken together Running over will be put onto your lap For the measure you use It will be measured back to you This is not talking about money It's talking about a type of love That's a pretty deep verse right there. When you read it in, 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 in perspective, it says, He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eyes and do not notice the log that is in your eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when you yourself don't see the log that's in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your eye, and then you'll be see clearly able to take the log out your brother's eye. This is still based off of love. Be merciful. 
Don't judge. Don't condemn. Forgive. Now, Jesus is not going to talk about these things like we talked about uh, um, on Thursday in Bible study. These things can't be bought. Mercy. Forgiveness. Love. Remember we talked about uh, a, a, a reproduction or replica? Love is supposed to be a replica of God because God is love. He sent Jesus to preach his kingdom and spread that same uh, love throughout everybody because God loves us so much that he sent his son to be a ransom for all of us. So Jesus says, Father, it's not my will but your will. I am a replica of you. Oh, this is getting good. This is getting good. Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets that they may be seen. Of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Because their reward is loving themselves. That's their reward. They love themselves so much that they're willing to destroy anybody around them to make themselves feel better. They want the glory of that. And in Colossians, no, 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 1. It says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I have become as sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. And we all know charity means what? Love. Charity means love. And although I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and, and though I have all faith so that I could remove, remove mountains and have not charity, I'm nothing. And although I bestow all of my goods to feed the poor and love to give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. Charity suffers long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaulteth herself or itself. I'm sorry, I said herself. My daughter's name is Charity. Charity vaulteth not itself, is not puffed up. Do not have itself behave unseemly. Seek not her own. It is not easily provoked. Thinks no evil. Rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Beareth all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love doesn't fail. But where there will be prophecies, they will fail. Where there will be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that is perfect, is come then that which is part shall be done away. You you got to understand what he's saying here. Hey, this is good stuff right here. We know in part and prophesy in part because the part we know is now and then, but the part that we don't know is when Jesus will return. But when Jesus returns, that will, will pass away and the perfect shall come. 
When I was a child, I spake as a child and understood as a child. Now that I'm a, a man, I put away childish things. That childish type of love, that childish type of love that only loves because you give something to them. That childish type of love where they can't see past their own uh, 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 grandness and their own love for themselves. That type of love where you can do something to someone else just because you're supposed to do it. Not because you need something in return, not because you want them to acknowledge you, but you do it because you are love, because you are a replica of God. You're not a reproduction of God. We talked about that last week. A reproduction is is if two men, a man and a wife has a child. A man and a wife has a child. That child is a reproduction of them, but it's not a replica of them. But since God made you in his image and God is love, that means you are love too. For now I see through a glass, dark, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part... But then shall I know, even as I also am known, and now abided in faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. You know, when I, I, I that that that's probably going to stay with me all day and continue to rest with me because. It's teaching me how I am supposed to love, how I'm supposed to be that image and that likeness of God, how I'm supposed to be. Because my love should not hang on the balances of what someone does or doesn't, doesn't do for me. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. See, now that, that's why when, when, when people think of the kingdom of God as a hierarchy of men taking over land and territories, going to heaven, believe they're going to live in these big, fancy, worldly, earthly mansions, um, the prosperous condition of man in a society who think they know God but, but wants to live this lavish lifestyle, wants to be this, this image of everybody, the affection of everybody's eyes, the celebrity that's on top looking down at everybody else for us to be able to say we made it. I don't see love. See, we got people that preach the kingdom of God, and it intersects with uh, all these other things. It intersects with uh, uh, um, human righteousness. I'm not talking about the righteousness of God. I'm talking about the righteousness that we believe that we're righteous and not God. You know, I'm going to read uh, also this, this this scripture where I, I can't even I can't even imagine God really sending Christ and, and the way we exalt man. We think that we should be exalted the same way. And it's in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 17. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, that he should depart out of the world unto the Father, having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them to the end. And supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. 
Jesus knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he was come from God and went to God. He rises from supper and lay aside his garments and took a towel and girded himself. After he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. And cometh to Simon Peter, and Peter saith unto him, Lord, doest thou wash my feet? Jesus said, uh, Jesus answered and said unto him, What I do thou knowest, thou knowest not now, but thou shalt know hereafter. Peter said unto him, Thou shalt never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I wash thee not, thou hast no part with me. Jesus is telling them, If you don't understand this, you don't understand me. You don't understand why I came. You don't understand what I came to do, and I am not a part of you if you don't understand this. So Simon Peter said unto him, Lord, not my feet only, but also wash my hands and my head. And Jesus said unto him, He that is washed needed not save to wash his feet, but is clean every whit, and ye are clean. But not all, he's talking about Judas, for he knew who should betray him. Therefore said he, You are not all clean. So after he had washed their feet, and had taken his garments, and then sat down again. He said unto them, Know ye what I have done to you? Do you know what I just did to you? So after he had washed their feet and taken his garments, he said, You don't, you know what I did to you? Ye call me Master and Lord. And ye say, Well, for I am so. If I then, your Lord and Master, have washed your feet, you ought to wash another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord, neither he is sent greater than he that sent him. If ye know these things, happy are ye if you do them. It's talking about not being selfish. It's talking about putting your life on the line for your brother. It's talking about washing your brother's feet. So he's so quick to condemn, so quick to anger. But but it's not talking about that. Jesus came to serve because God told him to. But God also told us to serve. And if God told us to serve and Jesus gave this example, why don't we serve? Why don't we serve? We have to understand the same agape understanding that Jesus had. Peter 1 and 17. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and a voice was born to him by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, who I am well pleased. I am well pleased. John 10 and 17, for this reason the Father loves me. Oh, this is, that's good stuff. For this reason the Father loves me because I lay my life down 
that I may take it up again. The only way that we can be free is through love. The only way we can be free. And each of those love, if you translate it, is talking about agape or agapios. Last scripture. Romans chapter 5, verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out unto our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Okay. It says God's love has been poured out unto our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Through the Holy Spirit tissue. Our love is not of human origin. Our love can't be found or reproduced. It can only be replicated. When you try to reproduce love, you end up trying to find things that please you. Don't rep, don't reproduce love. Replicate it. Have the same type of love that Jesus gave us. And when you have that type of love, you'll be free. Nobody can judge you for that. Nobody can judge you. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for everything that you have done. Everything that we have heard today, Lord Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, because your love is in everything. It doesn't matter how we're hurting, Lord God. It doesn't matter how we feel, Lord Father. It doesn't matter what we're going through. The Bible says that we're going to suffer persecutions, but yet you are still with us. The Bible says that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. The Bible says, Lord Father, your word tells us that we can only find truth and your spirit through love. Allow us to continue to see that and display it, Lord God. Allow us to continue to show that type of love that can only come from you. Father, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. Oh, shit. 